Welcome to the Digital Brand Builder Podcast, where we bring you the best growth strategies from the world's experts to help build your business fast. And now, here's your host, Mark Fidelman. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Digital Brand Builder Podcast. Joining me today, Victoria Kennedy, and we're going to talk about Digital PR. Now, I don't know the difference between PR and digital PR. We're going to ask Victoria that question. Very interested in the answer. You know, I know a little bit about what we're going to talk to Victoria today, but primarily I approach these things with a beginner's mind. So with that, uh, before we jump in, Victoria, could you give us a little bit of your background uh, in 200 words or less? Yes, I help entrepreneurs become the number one authority in their niches by getting them in top publications and podcasts. And I am qualified to do this because I've done it for myself and my own agency. So I walk the walk and talk the talk, and I'm happy to put people in the spotlight now. All right. So you're walking the walk, talking the talk. Let's start with what is digital PR? Yeah. So PR is, think of it like, you know, your personal brand. Think of it like um, having the most credible source say that you're credible. You know, imagine having leads come calling you instead of you cold calling leads. You know, that's what PR is. That's the magic of digital PR. Uh, Everything is online these days. So if you don't have an online footprint, you're behind the times. You know, it's all about visibility these days, being seen, being in the right places where your audience is hanging out. That's the power of PR. Okay. And I think everyone understands that, but is our topic, our topic today is like digital PR. So is that just doing it online? It's not old school. How are you defining the difference or are you defining the difference? Yeah. Well, you know, in old school, it was all about, you know, billboards and magazines and magazines are great. But, you know, if I were, if you were to get into Forbes magazine, for example, and I were to Google you because you said you were in Forbes and I can't find that article, guess what? Now you look like a liar right? So it's really important to get into the digital magazines more so than it is get to get into the print because with digital, you can back it up. If somebody Googles, you know, Victoria Kennedy Forbes, they're going to see that Forbes article, right? It's very important to make sure if you say you do something, you can back it up because in this day and age, you know, everything is checkable. You can go, you could Google everything. So make sure you have a strong social presence by having that digital media. Got it. So it's more about being found and that is important and it can be shared with social, you know, you can't do that with a physical magazine. So that that's really important. Okay. So let's, let's jump into it. What if somebody's looking for public relations and they want to start off by doing it themselves, what do you recommend they do? Yeah. So if you want to start off by doing it yourself, the very first thing is get a consistent brand online, right? So you want to make sure that your Facebook, your Instagram, your LinkedIn, there's a consistent message. The biggest thing I see business owners make is, you know, on their Facebook, they'll say, uh, if they even say anything, a lot of times it's just, you know, pictures of their dog, which is great, but we'll get into that in a minute. Um, I should know what you do within three seconds of landing on your social page, right? So if I find you in a great article online and I want to do business with you and I go to your Facebook and I don't see who you are, what it is that you do, I'm sorry, I'm not giving you my business. And as much as I'd like to say, you know, um, you can keep your social life distant than your, you know, public persona, you can't, you know, we live in a day and age where everything is online. So you really have to be comfortable with wearing that on your sleeve. So first things first is make sure you have a consistent message across all your socials. 
So that's the first thing. And then when you want other people to write about you, uh, which is, you know, increasingly difficult as everyone tries, every any little startup, anyone that you can even think of. So how is it that you rise above that noise and get people to to write about you? Yeah, well, there's lots of different ways. One of the ways that you can do right now, if you're listening to this and you're feeling overwhelmed, how do I get into these top publications? Start small. Everybody knows at least five people in the media on your friends list right now. I guarantee it on your Facebook, on your Instagram, there is at least five people who work in the media, be it they have a podcast, they have their own blog, you know, maybe they're an editor or a contributor to a small publication. That's where you start. Make a post, say, Hey, I'm an expert in digital marketing. And I'd love to share my value. Who here has a podcast I could be on? Who here has a, a, a platform, a blog that I could write for? You know, you're going to get people because the world is so hungry for good content, for value. And if you're the one providing the value, those opportunities will find you and they're already within your inner circle. You just need to ask and look. Wonderful. Okay. So that's, that's the beginning. And then as you're looking for more attention, like in the bigger public, the tier twos, tier three publications, what advice do you have there? Yeah, that's a great question. So a lot of people, when they come to me, they think, oh, you know, press is getting in Forbes an entrepreneur, right? And no, that's not what really press is. Press is a story that you tell your audience, right? It's what people say about you when you're not in the room. And that's what Jeff Bezos said. And he should know, right? It's the most powerful story you can tell. How do you want people to talk about you? It's more than just one article in a big top tier publication right? It starts small. Have your audience follow you on this journey. Have them see you in your local paper. Like kudos to you, you got in your local paper. Hey, now you're on a bigger podcast. Hey, now you're in an industry specific magazine. Now you're on Forbes. Wow. I saw your entire journey to get there. It's the story that you're telling your audience that you're having them follow along with you. Now they see you as an authority. It's more than the publication. It's the story behind it. Got it. Okay. And then creating a story because we're going to walk I'm going to walk you down this path so creating the story how do you come up with a solid interesting story that appeals to your target audience absolutely well that's why that's why I'm good at my job <laughs> a lot of people come to me and, and they'll say two things one they'll say oh my story is the most interesting thing you've ever heard Victoria and then they tell me their story and I'm like that's not quite it tell me more you know, and I hear everything and I think, ah, that's it. That thing you didn't want to tell anybody about that bankruptcy or that divorce or that, you know, horrible childhood. That's what makes you human. That's your story. Everybody has one, you know, and then I get the other people who are like, oh, you know, I don't have a story at all. I don't have a story. I'm not interesting. I'm, I'm not good enough to be in the press. And then we start talking and I realize, oh my gosh, you're amazing. You're incredible. Why haven't you told this story? Why haven't you allowed yourself to shine in this way? Sometimes it takes somebody else like a publicist to actually look at you from the outside and say, hey, this is what makes you shine. This is what makes you, you. And sometimes we can't even see it ourselves. I think most of the time you can't because like you said, what you think is not interesting is interesting to everybody else. And it doesn't always work that way. But what I, what I, I tell people to do is have somebody else uh, interview you that doesn't know you. And it's kind of a mock interview and they pull some things out of them, uh, out of you. If they're mildly talented, they should be able to do that. And then you look at the, 
the interview and then you say, okay, what if, if my life or my, my business in starting my business or maybe I've been in business for a long time, my business itself were a book, you know, what would be the beginning, the middle of the end and would there be heroes and villains and all that kind of stuff and try to piece it together that way. Now, that's still not easy to do. And what I do with my clients is I bring in professionals because they, they get it right away. But if you're trying to do this on your own, you know, it's just recognize that you're going to have to learn some storytelling skills. Yeah. No, I love what you said, Mark, like have a friend, have somebody from the outside interview you, you know, stuff is going to come up that you don't even know you have within you. And that's the story. Okay. So let's say you get the story down. You've got a few people that are talking about you. You have a consistent message on, you know, on social and everywhere else. Tell me how you get into those tier twos. Are you putting together lists? Are you uh, a dream 100 list is what I do with the, the tier ones. Um, and then, so, you, so let, yeah, let me talk about that. Yeah, um, for sure. So a lot of my clients don't even know. So I'll ask them, you know, what do you think presses? And they're like, well, they, they think it's top tier. They think it's Inc. Magazine and TechCrunch. And I'm thinking, okay, well, what's your niche actually? Coaches. Okay, coaches aren't reading TechCrunch. Sorry to break it to you. You know, that's not where you need to be. Maybe your ego thinks you do, but that's not. You know, what are the publications they're reading? What do they care about? For example, I have a lot of clients in the mortgage space, mortgage marketers. We're getting, what we're doing is figuring out who is my client? What is your ideal client avatar? And where are they hanging out? What are they reading online? What are they listening to? What podcasts are they listening to? You know, finding that media list of all the places we need to pitch. It's not what you think. It's not what's in your you know, your uh, ego's best interest, right? It would be really cool to tell your mom you're featured in Forbes, right? But if your audience is dog groomers, you know, if your audience is stay-at-home moms, or if your audience is, you know, um, med spas, they're not maybe necessarily reading Forbes magazine. So maybe that's not in the best interest for you. Be where your client is at. You know, be in beauty magazines, be in lifestyle magazines, be where they care about, because that's how you make an ROI. And that's how you're seen as an industry leader to your specific audience. Because at the end of the day, that's what press is about, about being the number one authority in your niche. So how do you find out who your audience is? What do you recommend they do? Yeah. So what, I mean, honestly, Google, it's so easy. Google, if you're in the mortgage space, mortgage publications, mortgage podcasts, you know, mortgage magazines, mortgage news, mortgage TV stations, a quick Google search will find hundreds of places where you can start immediately pitching to whatever your niche is. I guarantee there is a specific audience that is following blogs, newspapers, and magazines about just that. Okay. So you find your audience, which is not as easy as you think, but let's say you, st- you do the Google technique. You can also do surveys to your current audience. If you've got an audience, uh, or you could stalk your competitors to see what types of people are, are responding to your competitors. So you get all that you, and you, you create these personas. And then um, with the personas, now you know where your audience is getting their information. So then you start your reach out campaign. Is this just sheer email and phone calls? Is it just email? How do you reach out to these people, whether yes. it's a podcast, whether it's a YouTube channel or you know traditional press? How do you, how do, you do that well? That is the million dollar question, isn't it? Right. The pitching, the art of pitching. It's not a uh, spoiler alert. I wish I could tell you it's as easy as finding the emails and sending out a generic pitch, but that doesn't work. 
there is so much competition these days because there's so few media outlets and there's so many people who want to be published. You have to find a way to stand out from everyone else. And this, gonna, this is going to come back to what we talked about. The first thing we do is we set up who you are, what's your brand story, right? How is it unique from your competitors? How is it unique from everyone else in your industry? Once we have that, now we've done the research of the media. Now we pitch from that unique brand point of view, right? Hopefully at this point, you've already been in some publications so we can talk to them about that. And now here is the secret sauce. Don't make it about you. Make it about what's in the best interest for them and their audience, right? Say, hey, Joe, editor at, uh, you know, National Mortgage News or, you know, uh, The Greatest Magazine. Um, I saw that you just wrote an article about um, lifestyle and about how five tips you need to be uh, start a side hustle. I loved it because I actually help people do a side hustle of coaching, online coaching. And I have a great story idea that would be great for your audience. You know, five things you need to know to start your own coaching business, you know, and you listed the bullet points. Uh, Just let me know if it would be a great fit for you. Thank you so much. Keep it brief, keep it about them and how it would benefit their audience, right? That's how you stand out. You're reminding me of something that works really well. And that is going on and researching what reporters have talked about your competitors and then proposing a follow-up story or proposing a different angle or proposing just the opposite of what your competitors say that that's worked for me in the past. It's a lot of work. I'd almost hire somebody that's mildly competent to do that work for you because, (laughs) or really confident, like, you know, our agency. (laughs) Right. Well, you could do that, but I'm, I don't know what your average hourly rate is. Uh, I'm sure it's a lot. It's pretty high, but uh, maybe not. But what I found is, you know, I, I would rather spend $50 an hour finding somebody, you know, that can that is halfway knowledgeable about your business and very knowledgeable about deciphering articles that your that reporters have written about your competition and then putting that information into a digestible format that you can use to email those reporters with some kind of response or follow-up or what have you. The the goal I, I have found is to become these reporters, number one source for any types of information or quotes. And if you can get to that level of trust, uh, you're, you're halfway home, but you're the expert, not me. So yeah, well, definitely. And being the expert, I would say, you know, definitely if you don't have the money and you want to start small, absolutely. Mark, everything you're saying, you know, doing it, cutting your own teeth, doing it your own way. That's how I learned, you know, so absolutely kudos to you. But if you are really doing well in your agency or doing well in your business, you know, you're going to want to be with someone who knows what they're doing and who has connections at those publications or who knows how to get them, right? So you're going to want to work with someone who's an expert in the field because you're a busy business owner at that point. You know, you don't have time to to learn and, you know, send 200 emails and hope for a positive response and things like that. Yeah. I mean, if they can afford a PR agency, absolutely. But if they're doing it themselves, and, and my audience is more you know, mid to to larger companies, some entrepreneurs are on here, the mid and and larger should absolutely either bring it in-house or hire a firm like yours uh, to do it because it is a lot of work. Uh, The problem I find is in one of the tests I do is I, you know, there's a lot of PR companies that claim to be industry experts. And then, so my test is if I had to get a, a story out tomorrow, how many contacts do you have in my industry that would actually put it out there? 
And that's a, that's a very low number, even if you're super well connected, just because of timing issues. But, you know, who, who is it that, that you know personally in my industry that if I had to get something out there, would do it? And yeah. I could speak for myself. There's at least 10 reporters I can go to tomorrow and, and get something pretty much published within three or four days. Yeah. And so if I'm dealing with a PR agency, I want them to have way more than me. Um, and that to me is an important uh, qualification question. Absolutely. I think the better question is who is willing to go that extra mile for you? You know, I always tell my clients if it's a brand new niche that we've never worked in before and they say, Victoria, how can you, how can you say you're going to find publications in my niche? I always say, you know, it's like going to a dressmaker, you know, it's your wedding day and you want the most beautiful wedding dress and you tell the dressmaker, you know, you can't make my dress because it's going to be red and it's going to have, you know, wings out of it and it's going to be short, but it's going to have a long tail and you've never made a dress like this. So I'm telling you, you're just not going to be able to make my wedding dress. And the dressmaker tells you, but I have the pattern. I have the pattern. I can make you any dress. I know how this works and I know how to get it done. You know, so that's what I say for people in your niches. Find a PR agency that maybe if they've never worked in your niche, they know how to, because a lot of PR agencies, and I'll just be honest with you, they'll say, oh yeah, we have all these connections. But just because they have those connections does not mean they're going to use them on you. Right. So it's really important that you work with someone boutique who has your best interest in mind and that's going to fight for you for these stories and these placements. Good. Okay, so um, anything that you've noticed lately that gets the attention of reporters or journalists or even influencers in the space that have a, a very powerful podcast or YouTube channel uh, that you've noticed has worked recently? Any tips or tricks? Yeah, so the best thing that I can give you is whatever is happening in the news find you a way to comment on it that complements who you are and what it is you do, right? If there is, um, you know, a mental health crisis in the news that just hits the news, find a way to say, hey, there is a mental health crisis and I'm actually helping people overcome that with my coaching business. Here are the three steps that I have, you know, uh, to get better mental health or to do better in the workplace or to get through your workday and to thrive. Now journalists want to know and want to hear about that because they're searching on Twitter. They're like Googling like crazy mental health, mental health, because that's what's in the news right now. Whatever it is, find a way to spin it and have your own unique take on it. And that is honestly a guaranteed surefire way, way to get picked up by the media. Excellent. Yeah. I mean, and again, I go back to building relationships with these people. So you become the go-to, uh, you know, you know, you're in when they start emailing you and not the other way around. And uh, I've gotten to that position with not so much anymore, but uh, with marketing, you know, anytime somebody wanted a marketing quote, they would come to me. And uh, that was back when I was out there a lot more than I am now, but you can get there within your industry. If you stay consistent and you stay polite and um, you kind of stalk your, the reporters that you like the most on social media, they start seeing you commenting on other stuff or promoting their stuff. Well, that I'll give you a, a, a trick about that. That's very helpful. So anytime we are going to pitch some big publications and some big editors that we really want to get our clients in, we will follow, retweet, uh, heart them for a week on Twitter before we even send a pitch. Wow. So that's 
that's a little secret tip. You know, of course it takes extra work and due diligence, but now they know you. Now they see that you actually care about them as journalists, you know, and now they're going to respond to your pitch. Yeah. I love it. Now, uh, how, how often do you have to do that? I mean, is this an everyday thing? I mean, are you really like hardcore stalking them? Or... Well, no. So, I mean, we have a lot of connections, obviously. We're a PR company. So, you know, but if we're in a new niche or if we're really trying to get a big placement for one of our clients or, you know, a specific industry specific that we're really trying to crack for a client, we'll definitely do our due diligence before we, we pitch that, that client. Okay. All right. Good. Is there anything else before you wrap things up? And um, I'm going to ask you, a couple more questions. Is there anything else that's important for people to know? Yeah, I would just like to end with, you know, because of the pandemic, everything is online now. You know, everything we've seen can be taken away overnight. People have lost their businesses overnight. You know, people have lost their livelihoods. People lost a lot of things because of the pandemic. But here's one thing that no one can take away from you. The power of your personal brand. If you build that up, no pandemic, no matter what happens, you can start a new business tomorrow and people will follow you because they trust you, because they trust you and your brand. So if anything I can tell you to do, build up the credibility in yourself and that will pay for itself times a million. Excellent. Okay. Well, um, I want people to know how to get a hold of you. So where can they find you online? Absolutely. So you can check out victoriouspr.com. But honestly, find me on Facebook, find me on Instagram. I'm Victoria Kennedy. I'm a real person. So, you know, shoot me a message, add me as a friend, say, hey, I heard you on Mark's podcast. I loved it. I had a question. Whatever it is, I'm here to help. And uh, yeah, I'd love to hear from you. Good. It's, you can also find her on Twitter at GoVictoriaK. Yep. And this will be in the show notes. And uh, lastly, I just want to thank you, Victoria, for keeping it short, succinct, but uh, very valuable content. I, um, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, the, the right way to do this is to hire a firm like yours. You just have to make sure that you've, you've got a good person in your corner because I've seen so many companies been taken advantage of in, in PR. So with that, um, Victoria... I, uh, again, I appreciate it. And hopefully we'll have you back on for maybe a advanced course. Hey, let's do it. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. 